y'all. Welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations, a podcast where I have intimate conversations with women of color on my couch. Today, my guest and I will discuss COVID breakups in the Keep It Real Corner and Cabernet. <laughs> Maybe. I'm your host, Jasmine W., and my guest today is an L.A.-based writer and producer at one of the largest digital media companies in the world, um, working on unscripted programming. Previously, she produced and directed food and travel um, videos for food.com, Tastemade, and the Food Network. Most recently, she wrote Wines and Signs, a wine zine for people who want to learn the basics about wine in a fun and casual way. Give it up for my guest, Taylor Henriquez. Hey, thanks for having me. So glad to have you, Taylor. Did I say your, your last name right? You said my last name. I actually I don't even remember. Uh, <laughs> I don't say my last name correctly. The H is supposed to be silent, so it's supposed to be Enriquez. Cool. Yeah. Where's your last name from? My dad's family is from Panama. Yes. Yes. When I was a kid, or not even a kid, but when I was a teenager and I couldn't get into like the 21 Up clubs, I used to go to a lot of salsa clubs, and the DJ would always, you know, shout out countries like, you know, Puerto Rico, Colombia. Mexico, they would never say Panama. So I was just like, you know, Panama. Right. People tend to forget about Panama all the time. They do. They do. And it was a huge port, you know, back in the 20th century. I didn't even know Panama existed until I was like in high school. Because one of my, a guy that I went to high school with, his family was from Panama. He was Panamanian. He was black dude. You know, he grew up here. But uh, but uh, I was like, what is Panama? What is that? <laughs> I mean, like for the longest time, like I always knew my background was um, Panamanian from my dad's side, but like I had never been to Panama. I always hear like, you know, stories from my grandparents and I only went to Panama like in 2016. So it was a new experience for me too. Wow, that's dope. Well, y'all, Taylor is my friend. Uh... <laughs> I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. Um, listen, we always start the podcast with a quote of the day. Um, and you know this quote because you chose it, Taylor. And it's, do not expect to receive the love from someone else. You do not give yourself by Bell Hooks from her book, All About Love. Mm, what does this quote mean to you? Why did you choose it? I chose this quote because for the longest time, I was looking for traits that I should have looked for in myself, but I was seeking to receive from a partner. And it doesn't work that way. So this is a really good book. Bell Hooks is a wonderful author, feminist activist, uh, cultural critic about like the working definition of love. So I highly, highly recommend it. It's not just about romantic love. It's about the love that you have yourself, the love that you have with your family, your friends. Um, really great book. Wow. Okay. So Bell Hooks, that's not, we've had a couple of quotes from her before in the past. Uh, I have yet to read anything by her, but I need to, I buy a lot of books, girl, and don't read them. That's what I do. I start them and never finish. Yeah. Same. And this is the first book that I read from Bell Hooks. So I'm not like a Bell Hooks expert. I'm not yeah. like quoting her like, on the daily, like, but that book all about love is something that like I have highlighted notes. It's great. Yeah. So what's one thing, even if you want to give an example from your most re recent situationship or 
um, something um, further in the past, but what's an example of an attribute that you look for in someone else that you're like, oh, no, I, I should actually be working on this for myself? Yeah, um, I think that being giving, mm. being generous with my time is something that I looked for in a partner that I was unwilling to give myself. Mm. Um, very independent and I know how to be by myself probably because I was an only child for 10 years before my little brother came around so like I know how to entertain myself and I'm also very much like I don't need a man I want a partner I want a partner or relationship but I don't need one it just like it's a two-way street when it comes to like giving your time and giving your self to someone so meaning like you know, get, spending time with people, quality time. I realized that quality time was like my love language. So yeah, it's like one of the big things for me was giving the things that I wanted to receive in return. Yeah, yeah. That's such a good like note because it just brings me back to like, you know how you see people on, online and they're like, I need a man to have, uh, he need to make $8,500,000 a year. And he got to have time for me and no kids, but I'm going to bring my two kids and I only make 50K. But it's like... It's and I just, used to be that way too, kind of, like really superficial. Like I was like, he needs to be like six foot two. And, you know, like, I just like, I don't like, no, not really. Like it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't hurt, but... <laughs> know like I was like you're 5'8 like okay like that's fine whatever okay so okay we always uh, get into random questions and the random questions just help us get to know you a little bit better the first question I wanted to ask you is kind of based on the quote have you ever expected love or anything um from someone that you didn't get back so usually I'm that person who's, like <laughs> giving anything yeah that's me that's my mo and like with this past situationship which I should call it it's a relationship like no matter like situationship is like a word that you use when you're trying to make something not as big as it was but like you come across so many people everything's a relationship this is what happened it was I was chased and was like oh, I don't know if I'm like really into it in the beginning and then I started catching feelings and then the story changed I was the one chasing and um that did not feel good so I feel like I've been in both, perhaps. I don't know. I was uh, like dating. I was pretty like forward. And there have been a few times where I didn't love anybody, uh, but I liked people and they didn't really like me back. Yeah. I suffer from just a huge fear of rejection, which like, it's a normal, like guys are out here just getting rejected left and right. And they just keep it moving, usually. <laughs> So, you know, and like without, you know, putting yourself out there that I've learned, like you don't reap the reward of potential love. And so. But you know, we're not guys. That, men can think that they, they could walk out and say, you know, I think I can scale that building. I think I probably could. That's how men think. Women, we don't, um, we don't naturally think that way. We don't naturally think we can accomplish anything. So for for a woman to get rejected left and right, I think it, I don't know if it affects our self-esteem more or if we just show it more, but it hurts our feelings. It does, it does. Yeah, men have like wildly inflated 
self-confidence for the yeah. most part. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think I would fare well being rejected left and right. I would further retreat in my shell, for sure. Oh yeah, me too. We're getting very intimate. I don't know if you guys understand how vulnerable <laughs> this is. This episode gonna be called Two Vulnerable Bitches or something like that. Like, <laughs> okay, y'all, well, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk to Taylor about wine and travel. So let's take a quick break. Hey y'all, welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. I'm sitting with Taylor Henriquez. And why did Taylor just tell me that it's her her um mini magazine is Wines and Signs Zine, which is like a mini magazine. But I did not know that. So thank you for correcting me. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's zine is like sort of a shorthand word for magazine. So yeah, it's a little magazine. Well, girl, educate me, because I didn't know. Um Y'all can purchase Wine Zine, her Wine Zine, by clicking on the link in her bio on Instagram. And while you're there, go ahead and follow her at Taylor Henriquez. That's T-A-Y-L-O-R-H-E-N-R-I-Q-U-E-Z. Uh, so yeah, follow her on Instagram and she shares all of her food. She does a lot of cooking, food, wine, and everything. Fine, honey. And she's fine too, honey, because I don't know if she works out every day or what she does, but... Uh, <laughs> You're too kind. Girl, no, I've seen it. Um, okay, well, listen, I wanted to get into some wine talk with you because I don't, I'll be very honest. Like, I consider myself pretty, like, sophisticated, but I'm not a wine expert, and you love wine a lot. So, how did you get into it? Yeah, my first job uh, when I moved to LA about six years ago was at a PR firm that specialized in wineries and had wine producers as their clients. But I got the bulk of my knowledge from working as a server at a wine bar in Santa Monica called Esther's and then working at a wine retail shop in Culver City called Bar and Garden. And just like a lot of self-education as well. And a lot of drinking because wine's fun. Yeah. Wine is fun, but I feel like I'm a stereotypical Black woman who only likes to drink the sweet shit. Yeah. How do you overcome and like, and, and you know, I, I don't only like to drink the sweet stuff. Let me be clear. I just enjoy drinking the sweet stuff more than I do the other things. Um, How do you expand your palate? I mean, honestly, just by drinking more wine. Yeah. And I also want to just mention, like, there's nothing wrong with drinking, like, sweet wine. Like, so there are a lot of sweet wines out there that are delicious. It's okay to drink sweet wine. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Experiment with um, Rieslings. They can both they can be both sweet and dry. Yeah, that's a good entry way to to drink a grape that's perhaps familiar, and then see what it tastes like dry. See, listen, I worked as a server for five years or so, from high school to college. I don't think you understand what I mean when I say I like sweet wines. Kool-Aid, Taylor, okay? I have a sweet tooth. (laughs) But no, okay, I don't know if you've ever had plum wine, like Asian plum wine. Is it good? It's really good. Cause I worked at P.F. Chang's and they had this Asian plum wine, you know, and I still drink it. 
it's hard to find. I think you can only get it at Jelson's. But um, or have you ever had or enjoy like port wine? Ooh, I don't. But yeah, okay, noted. Port's actually really good with um, like a chocolate dessert. Yeah. You want to like pair chocolate with Cabernet Sauvignon, but yeah. like the worst pairing. Um, yeah, port's a really good one. Yeah, and it's hella sweet, girl. Mm-hmm. I like I like Moscato. I like Moscato. I like Riesling. Yeah. Um, I've just been like fortunate to like live in places where I can like pick up a bottle at like a wine specialty store and so the moscatos aren't like sickeningly sweet yeah have like a little bit of what's called residual sugar um so it's been very pleasant oh my gosh okay well i'd love to know what what is your favorite wine like if you had to choose one that you could drink every day what would you what would you choose Ooh, i would choose a gamay from beaujolais it's a light-bodied red wine that you can serve chilled it's delicious during the summer like if you pick it up for like a barbecue, um, that's definitely a great option. A holiday meal, Beaujolais is really good because it has high acidity. It's fruit forward. It's not sweet, but it's something that you can literally like keep drinking. Drink responsibly, yeah. but like it has a low alcohol level and it's delicious. And you can find it at Trader Joe's. You can find it at like, you know, specialty wine retailers. So it's a pretty common wine. A Gamay, Beaujolais. So yeah, so Gamay is the grape, but if it's made in France in a village, or excuse me, in a region called Beaujolais, then it'll be under that label. But you might be able to find Gamays from California. They'll just be called, they'll just be labeled on the bottle as Gamay versus Beaujolais. Girl, I don't even know those words. We have to go wine tasting when the world opens up. We really do. Because I also want to sit and drink wine with someone who can just keep it plain for me, okay? Because I don't want to hear, oh, there are, there are slight t- notes of cherry pickle. I don't have time for that. Just keep it plain, you know? No, I think that's why I wrote Wines and Signs because wine definitely has a rep- reputation for being, or learning about wine, has a reputation for being very pretentious and not accessible. And wine is any other food product yeah so you know you kind of have to democratize it a little bit it's fun it is fun i'm gonna make sure i um pick up one of your books maybe i'll just come by and 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 pick it up from you and pay you for it (laughs) so i don't have to wait on shipping (sighs) okay uh i guess my last random question is if you could travel anywhere to eat anything where would you go what would you eat yeah ooh, that's a good question I'd probably go to Paris. I've only been once, but I went to this like cafe and I got the best ham sandwich that I've ever tasted. I think it was called, and I'm gonna mispronounce this pronunciation because I don't speak French, habon de It's like It's like a ham and butter sandwich on a baguette. It was delicious. It was so simple. It had like little cornichon pickles. I stayed in France or Paris for like five days. I went twice to get a ham sandwich. <laughs> I would go. I would go there in a heartbeat. I love that. I've never been to France. Oh, man, Jasmine, like when the world opens up, we just we gotta go in our little pod, just like everywhere. We, we do hit the streets. You know what? I don't eat meat anymore, or if I do, it's very very seldomly. 
But if I, one of the best meals that I ever had was I went to Glasgow, Scotland, and they have the best Indian food. And I got this pizza that had lamb meat on it, girl. Ooh, that's interesting. I threw, it was for work. I threw a party, every, all the, it was, it, it was very San Francisco, but I threw a party in this house that every, all the employees that were living there at the time stayed in. And I went to the house and planned and got everything ready. Um, and this, it was just from like a pizza, Indian pizza place or something like that. I remember taking meat home in a napkin back to my hotel room so that, and put it in my pocket so I could eat that lamb meat later on, girl. It was that good. Cold, no, not, 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 not even warmed up, just cold in a napkin. It's delicious. I would have loved to have seen that. So you're telling me you went home with meat in your pocket, rolled up in a napkin, and ate it the next day cold. Mm. I ate it that night, girl, like a black grandmother. <laughs> no sauce, just the meat. Just the meat. <laughs> just the meat. I love that. Um, okay, y'all, we're going to take one more quick break. And we're coming back. We're going to talk to Taylor Henriquez about uh, the Dallas restaurant owner that did not appreciate twerking in his establishment and an iconic trio uh, that has come out just in time for the holidays. So we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. That was our last break, y'all, but make sure you follow Taylor Enriquez with an H. So that's T-A-Y-L-O-R-H-E-N-R-I-Q-U-E-Z on Instagram and pick up her wines and signs sign. Now we are talking about trending topics now. And um, I asked Taylor to watch this clip. You guys, if you haven't watched it, just Google, um, just Google, I I forgot the name of the restaurant, but um, let me find it, hold on. Oh, yeah, True Kitchen Cocktails with a K in Dallas. And the story will come up. So a Dallas restaurant owner, he's a black, okay? It's It's a black establishment or it's a black owned restaurant with a lot of black patrons and they were playing hip hop music. And he basically came over and said he did not appreciate a few female patrons twerking in his establishment. Taylor, you watched the video. Um, what are your thoughts on his point of view? Ooh, oh man. The biggest thought was his sort of reasoning behind not wanting his customers to twerk was that he wants this to be a safe place for black people to you know, come and eat. And he really put the onus on the women customers. And he sort of masked it with like, I just want you guys to be respected by the you know, male customers that I have here. And I was just like, uh, it just felt cheap. Yeah. The women. Um, but also like my whole thing is, you know, like let the people twerk. I I think I have a different perspective for a couple of reasons. Listen, I don't like what he said or how he said it. First of all, he said, if you don't like it, get the fuck out of my restaurant. That part. I was so unnecessary. And and you could hear, you know, black people don't like that. As soon as he said it, all the black people said, oh. 
first of all, if you want me to have some class, you have to have class. Very true. Cause as soon as you start cussing, baby, where's the class? Exactly. The hypocrisy. Right. The The only reason, listen, I talked to my mom about this last night too. And I said, if he had come over and said, listen, you guys, I want black people to have a safe space, a place that we can come and eat and everything. I don't want the twerking. Like, let's just keep it classy. If he had just said that, it's his restaurant. Right. Yes. He can do whatever he wants. It's fine. And and because I am from Dallas, I will say that the one thing that me and my friend used to say all the time is you can go to Dallas and go to a club that's so cl- it, you just have an excellent time. Excellent time. And then when the wrong people find out about it a month later, it's, it's hood and you can't even go there no more. So that's one thing I think he's trying to prevent from his restaurant, but the way he went about it, I did not like it. And you touched on a good point that I think a lot of people glazed over is he said, how can I expect the men to respect you in this establishment if you're not respecting yourself or something similar? What? Mm. Oh, he took it there. He did. Um, well, I won't be frequenting uh, true kitchen and cocktails with <laughs> the next time I go to Dallas. Because um, the misogyny was just apparent there. But yeah. I kind of want to push back on the whole, and listen, like, again, like we stated, like, this is his private restaurant yeah. or his restaurant. Like, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. But, you know, providing Black people with a safe space to eat and to be themselves is really important, as he said. Yeah. So if people, in my opinion, if I had a restaurant, if people wanted to twerk, let them twerk, because no one's twerking at Cracker Barrel. No one's <laughs> twerking at Olive Garden. You know, like, let them twerk. I probably wouldn't because you don't want to see me twerk, but, you know. <laughs> also, I'm from Atlanta, so it's just, like, people do actually twerk. Like, I've seen people twerk at, like, you know, Applebee's. That is such a good point, though. It's like, if you're creating a, creating a space for us, create it for us and let us twerk. And on Friday nights, we might twerk, and on Sundays, we probably won't during brunch, or maybe we will. Who knows? Sure. I do believe there is, like, perhaps a time and a place. So if you're having a gospel brunch on a Sunday, yes, I'm going to need you to be in your chair for the duration of the meal. (laughs) Yeah, on a Friday, whatever. But I guess the question, what, how do you, there are some people who don't know that there's a time and a place. So how do you decipher? How do you tell people on, on Fridays that like, let them talk, let them talk. They're having a good time. Everybody's having a good time. And then the ladies come in on Sunday, but the girls come in who didn't go to church and they twerking on the left and the ladies on Sundays are never going to come back because the girls on the left are twerking. So the ladies on the right are not twerking. So how do you manage that? You know, I don't know. That's a good, that's a really great question. I I don't know. I don't know. A lot of the comments, I was watching this one girl, I just searched on YouTube and, and a lot of the comments said, you know, some people just don't know that there's like a time and a place for everything. Like it's a restaurant and not a club, but I don't know. It, it's a really tough situation, but he has a lot of support because I don't know why. There's just a lot, of, a lot of black women in the South are just like, okay. Sure, sure. But like also I kind of also want to push back. Like the lines are a little bit blurred. Especially like if this is like a boozy brunch and you have a DJ in the corner playing, you know, the baby. Like, what do you expect? Like, you suspect me to just do this in my seat? Like, no, it's a turn up. And with clubs in most places closed, I don't know what it's like in Texas. 
you know, the restaurant is sort of like, has been like the catch-all for, you know, our activities that we used to do. It's a bar, it's a club, if there's music. So I don't know what he expected it to be. That's, that is such a good point too, because Meg Thee Stallion was playing. And what do you think is gonna, what? <laughs> what? It's Meg. What does Meg do? What is Meg known for? So my question for you, Taylor, is what do you play if you don't want people to twerk? <laughs> <laughs> Classical? I guess so. Classical music. I think, you know, some Kirk. Kirk Franklin. <laughs> I don't know. Not Kirk. <laughs> yeah, I would be playing Meg Thee Stallion. That's for sure. Exactly. Mm. All right. Well, listen, our next random topic is it's Christmas time, which means Mariah is booked and busy. Okay. Uh, this is her holiday. She was already trending on Twitter yesterday because she released Oh Santa last night with Jennifer Hudson and Ariana Grande. Now, I, I wanted to bring this up because Mariah a few years ago said that she doesn't know Ariana Grande. She don't know who that is. Mariah doesn't know a lot of people. <laughs> amnesia it was it was just some uh, you're mariah you can be shady you're mariah okay just the way we allowed prince to be shady but you know i wanted to know have you ever had a friendship end and then start again like ariana seems sweet so she's probably like girl it's fine i'm gonna come be on the song even though you tried to play me a few years ago by pretending you didn't know me but have you ever seen like made up with somebody who or had wanted some or had somebody want to make up with you after you guys have disrespected one another or something like that like yes i have definitely had a few friendship breakups in my past that we've like settled our differences and now we're friends again um, yeah, it's a process for sure. Wow, that's crazy because I'm that's not me, that's not my personality. What what do you mean? Like, would you never have like a friendship breakup? You would just like sort of like ghost go your separate ways, or you would never make up? I'm not one on making up, mm. and me and Taylor chatted a little bit before the podcast, but I'm not one to get easily upset or offended. So, you know, if you really do something to where I don't want to make up with you, I'm not making up with you. I, you know what. This is going to sound like very kind of woo-woo, but like I, be- I do believe like the people that are meant to be in my life will be in my life. And if that means like coming back together with somebody, we do for a reason. Um, I, I leave very few things up to chance. Yeah. But um, with Ariana, I don't know, like make your dollar. You yeah. know, like, I wouldn't be tripping over that. I'd be like, oh, Mariah didn't know me like three, four years ago, whatever. Like let's make a hit song because Mariah puts out the hits. Yeah, exactly. In in Mar- in Mar- in um in Ariana's case, it's business. Oh yeah. So she gonna keep it moving. She gonna make her coin. And who would who would turn down being on a song with Mariah and Jennifer Hudson? Like it's just legendary. So and plus, like if I was Ariana, a part of me would just want to get on the song to show Mariah, baby, these vocals is not is is coming at you, honey. So don't even try to play me. Yes. Exactly. A hundred percent. A hundred. You know what? Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed to say this, but Ariana Grande's first single, The Way, what was that one? Hello, The Way. Don't make me sing it. <laughs> I thought it was Mariah for like a tiny second. 
she yeah. really like played us. I was like, oh my God, Mariah came out with like this really new hit song and I saw it was Ariana. I was like, okay. That's why I think Mariah shaded her because everybody used to compare them saying she's the new Mariah. And I think Mariah's got a little bit like, I'm still here. No, who is this? I don't even know who that is. She got a little threatened, actually. Probably. Yeah, I can yeah. see it. Mariah is my all-time favorite female artist, I'll say. She's my all-time favorite female artist. And a lot of times people are shocked, like, oh, over Beyonce? Yes, because Mariah is Beyonce's favorite. So who is your all-time favorite artist or female or male artist? Either one. If you, if I, I don't want to put too much pressure on you, so you can categorize it however you want. I was actually going to say Mariah. I grew up with Mariah, but because you said Mariah, like let's make this a little bit more fun. I grew up like a big Selena fan, like Selena Quintanilla Perez, like not Selena Gomez, Selena. Girl, who is Selena Gomez? <laughs> I'm just playing, but <laughs> of course. Yeah, I. Yeah. So after seeing the movie, I mean, like I only knew, I knew of Selena from the movie. That's where it started. But yeah. then like I started getting her tapes. So I would like seeing very terrible Spanish and, you know, go around the house, botching up words, trying to <laughs> on the floor. And I like was the ultimate Selena stan at like 10 years old, getting VHS tapes of like her biographies. And I'm so excited because like, her new um the new series selena is premiering i think this weekend on netflix so are you gonna binge of course yeah i just i have a like a huge like poster in my living room of selena. no selena's dope i i stand her for a while in like middle school yeah i come across people like from time to time though when i bring her up and they're like oh selena like they don't know who that is what you never seen first of all you've never seen selena like in 11th grade Spanish class? Cause that, <laughs> that movie was on constantly at school. Um, but yeah. And JLo killed that. I'm not even gonna lie. That was one of my favorite JLo movies. I think she did a good job. What do you think? You rolled your eyes a little bit. Oh man, you you pick up on that. Um, <laughs> really great. Like, okay, so here, here's the thing. I think she did a wonderful job. JLo was amazing. Like she lip synced so good. However, I don't think that they should, and this has been said plenty of times before, I don't think that they should have used a Puerto Rican American actress to play a Mexican American actress. Yeah. Like they could have found someone that was Mexican American. Yeah. You know, we wasn't woke like that back then. Not in 1997. No. 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 But I believe the Netflix series does have a Mexican American um, actor as Selena, so. Okay, good. You know, that's been coming up a lot. And I think that um, even like me as a creator and you as a creator, it's like something, I, I, I think I'm just starting to realize how important it is to book people. Of course, you don't want a, a black person, uh, a black icon to be played by a white person or an Asian icon to be played by a white person, which has happened so many times. But I never think about, oh, well, you know, it, it's okay if a Latina girl plays a Latina girl, right? Like, it's like, no, there's so many Mexican girls out here that act, sing, that could play her. 100%, 100%. Yeah. Also, you know, even just like interracially, for example, like Zoe Saldana, 
playing the part of Nina Simone. They darkened her skin. They gave her prosthetics for her nose. That could have been played by a darker skinned actress. Yeah. Easily, easily. What? There's other actresses that look more like her, actually. It just feels lazy. Mm hmm feels really lazy. I think who I don't remember who it was and I'm sorry I don't know who it was but I'm still going to say it. There was a um a singer who just put out I don't know if it was Sia or somebody who just put out a movie about a girl with disabilities and the main, the main actor was played by a popular like Instagram influencer or something somebody who did not have disabilities and I think she plays somebody who um who has autism. Mm, okay. And everybody on Twitter went in. It's like, how could you book somebody who doesn't have disabilities for the main character? And then the um, the singer came out and said, well, there are 12 or 13 people in the movie that have disabilities. And they were like, but not the main character. And that's the most important person. Also, that's a really good point that you make about like hiring actors who have disabilities who are playing with disabilities on screen. I mean, it seems like a no brainer, but it's. Don't have don't have a uh, Zendaya playing my life story. I'll need the chocolate girl. <laughs> y'all well, y'all know at the end of this episode we always give advice and what i like to call the keep it real corner this is a real um instagram dm taylor so i'd love to hear your point of view and taylor actually gives really excellent advice okay she's a straight shooter like me so interested to see what you are gonna say so they said i'm struggling to get over my ex who told me three months into quarantine that it is over and they are already moving on on social media i still follow him and i see him living his best life we were together two years any tips for moving on during covid and taylor you just you had a breakup this <laughs> um why okay i'm sorry that happened especially during covid that's really rough you gotta stop following him on social media like you just cannot, cannot follow him. The person that I was dating, I still follow him because I don't want to be petty, but he's blocked. So it's kind of like, I never existed on social media. Hold on, what do you mean he's blocked? So he can't see your stuff, but you can see his? Shoot, how does that work? Like if he tries to type in my name, Taylor Henriquez, it'll just look like I don't exist anymore. Like I've deleted my account. So he would have to like ask another person to like look me up to figure out that he's been blocked. No, I think if you blocked him, you can't see his stuff. Like his page, all his pictures and stuff go black. Yeah. And then they can't look you up. Block him. <laughs> Unfollow. And who knows if he's like leading his like best life. Like Instagram is such a facade. But I don't think you need to put yourself through the torture of seeing his highlight reel. Um, focus on, you know, healing yourself um, instead of worrying about him. But that's easier said than done. Yeah. How do you heal yourself? Ooh. I think we always say that, but we never give an explanation. How? Therapy. Mm. For me specifically, um, I've been in therapy for a while now, like before, you know, the situation should break up. Um, and like the book, like doing a lot of like reflecting through reading a lot of the self-helpy books, like all about love, um, the four agreements, uh, and doing like a lot of journaling and just like practicing gratitude and mindfulness. So that's mm -hmm. how I've helped heal. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's great advice. You know, one thing that I always say, I get asked similar questions like this, like when I go live on TikTok and stuff, is like, I'm like, what's one thing that you really want to do that people would like laugh at you or you're afraid to do because you might be feeling insecure or whatever? Do it. You could be like, oh, I want to start sewing, but you might be afraid to say that out loud. Or you might, oh, I want to start skateboarding and you're 35 and you might be like, oh, that's stupid. No, just do it. Just start. Yeah. So. Surrounding, you know, doing new things and feeling as if like you're not going to be good at them. Yeah. And you're not. You are not going to be good at something that you just start. And that's okay. Yeah. And you got to release the perfectionism. Mm. Well, I hope that helps. Block of gnosis. I don't know what to tell you about that. Uh, you should have been done it, but uh, <laughs> yes. stop scrolling. Focus, you know, like you know, focus on you. Focus on you. You've been in a relationship for two years. I'm sure, like you know, perhaps like you haven't done some things that maybe you put on the back burner because you were focused on the relationship. So do you reach out to friends that you haven't talked to and who knows what how long? So yeah, exactly. Write a book, girl. <laughs> All right, Taylor. Well, I've enjoyed this episode. It's been such a... Actually, this episode to me is what I think about when I think about like color couch conversations. It's very random. It's very like real. (laughs) So I love that. Um, How can we keep up with you? Tell us about everything you have going on. Yeah, you can keep up with me on Instagram. As you said, there you can buy the zine, Wines and Signs. Might be doing another zine, which is sort of like a part two so part one was sort of the basic guide about wine part two we might get into like some more detail but um i wrote a short film recently and so i'm looking to get that made once the world opens up again so look out for that and yeah i'm just trying to do some more self-reflection you know 2021 is going to be a great year yeah are you doing any baking right now are you tired of it oh i would love i have all the ingredients to make cinnamon rolls is on my list to make. I think maybe this weekend or next. Yes. Well, I uh, I enjoyed having you on the podcast. Make sure y'all follow her on Instagram because she does show her treats on there sometimes. And I just like to watch other people bake because I'm terrible at it myself. I'll have to send you some. Girl, I'll come get them. Yes, 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 yes. I will. I'll come get the cinnamon rolls and your wine zine. <laughs> my zine, yeah. Oh, your wine zine. <laughs> it's like, honestly, though, like, it's kind of catchy. Wines and wines and signs zine. It is. That's why I keep saying it. And plus, I think I'm a little dumb, but girl, I don't know. Um, <laughs> don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on the platform that you're listening on right now. And if you love Colored Couch Conversations, make sure... Mo- make sure to tell someone about this show okay do not be selfish you can follow us on instagram at colored couch conversations and watch the show on my youtube channel that's comedian jasmine w on youtube spelled j-a-z-m-y-n thanks to my dad and thanks to taylor for being on the show